Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free. You can join us on the radio. Our number here is 855-453. That's 855-450-3733. And the Skype username here is lrn.fm, so feel free to reach out to us that way. You do need to send a contact request if you haven't done so on Skype. We will approve it. And then uh, once you're approved, you're good to go to call us there. I was expecting a call on Skype tonight. Maybe it wasn't going to be at the beginning of the show, but hopefully we're going to hear from Heather, who is our Thursday night, one of our Thursday night co-hosts, about the recent arrest of one Adam Kokesh. Uh, Just uh, yesterday, I believe it was yesterday evening, maybe yesterday day, and it was yesterday day. Yesterday day, yeah. Uh, He was apparently arrested again in Washington, D.C., and at a peace rally, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember the reason why they were there. I guess you're right about that. I, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, they had gone there for for some reason, and uh, they arrested him on an ostensible warrant out of Maryland. Of course, longtime listeners know Adam Kokesh as a uh, you know well known liberty activist, very prominent uh, former Marine who came to the ideas of liberty and once has, a Marine, always a Marine. Well, that's what they say. You know, you're never a former Marine. I think you're. <laughs> I think you're a former Marine, but not an ex-Marine. I think that's there you go. terminology that they like. I don't uh, know. So anyway, he, uh, you know, he's been arrested a few times in the past for acts of civil disobedience, including one in Washington, D.C., where he had a shotgun and uh, racked it in uh, the ironically named Freedom Plaza or Freedom Square or something like that. Uh, they went after him for that, raided his house, arrested him there, caught him with some mushrooms uh, and other who knows what. He spent some time in a federal prison or some sort of holding facility for a while. Like basically, most of a summer ended up getting, I think, a time served. I don't. I probably don't have all of the you know the facts straight on that. But he was uh, apparently wanted for a failure to appear. Uh, Heather had asked me to do a check on warrants out of Maryland because you know she was just there when he got arrested. It wasn't clear for what reason the warrant was issued at the time that, that he was getting arrested. So she was pretty much in the dark. Uh, but she's been learning more today and was supposed to be at a court hearing of his as of 1 o'clock this afternoon. I have not yet heard back from her, uh, so we don't know what's what's happened. Uh, but she has said that she will call in at some point tonight. And uh, she says there's also video um, of the arrest. I don't know if that has yet gotten online. I've seen video. You've seen the video. Okay. Where is this? Uh, where was this posted? Because so far it was a live stream on Facebook. Oh, really? Okay, Facebook Live. Gotcha. See, I didn't know anything about it until I just happened to see some of the local activists chatting about it. Uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll look. We'll, we'll tell you more as we learn more about this uh, about Adam Kokesh. We've Supposedly, the um, the the outstanding warrant or whatever the, the failure to appear has already been handled. It just hasn't gone through the system. So okay, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, is that? Are there updates coming from Adam's page? Where are you getting the info? Uh, Facebook. People okay. talking on Facebook. That's the best I got. All right. Uh, so anyway, uh, toll-free number if you want to join us here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We go to your calls and thoughts. And then Johnson is going to be telling us about a story he's been holding on to for a little bit. We just haven't had a chance to get to it. About American liberals from Vox.com. It's uh, apparently about how liberals came to look down... Vox, not Fox, just to be clear. Yeah, uh, how liberals came to look down on the very people they once tried to help. So you'll be telling us about that coming up. But first, we go to Jarls in Los Angeles, watching us on YouTube at cam.freetalklive.com. Hello, Jarls. Hello, gentlemen. Hey. Uh, I was 
I was interested in your uh, thoughts on NASA, and if you think it's worth it going to Mars. Um, first, I'd say I love the idea of going to Mars. I think it's exciting. Um, it uh, you know it's the it's the sort of thing that uh, brings people together, and you know everything about it just seems interesting to me. I would think the worst organization to handle that would be the government. But I do consider NASA to be one of the more competent government agencies out there. I don't consider it. I also consider it to be one of the more spinthrift. But, um, you know, I would wonder to myself, what would be the necessity of the government going to um, Mars when organizations like SpaceX and, you know, these other private space agencies are already getting preparing for hotels in space, hotels on the moon. Oh, yes. They've been saying that for uh, 40 years. Well, no, um, the, the they haven't because it's only very recently, within the last 10 years, that it has been legal for a private organization to uh, go to the moon, to, to go into space. Oh, That's I was, right. I was meaning it was conceptualized 40 years ago that they wanted tourism and they yes. wanted those moon motels. Sure. Uh, but yes, but we haven't gone back to the moon, which I find strange, because I'm wondering, the Orion Project is the, is the new Mars project, and they said they're trying to figure out how to get through the radiation belts, which is a huge challenge. But I'm wondering, you did it six times in three years in the 60s. What seems to be the problem? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea either. I don't follow uh, space travel closely, so I couldn't really give you an answer to that. But maybe if there's somebody out there who uh, is following that closely, they can call in toll-free and and, uh, answer your question. Well, would you believe that NASA took Voyager 1 three billion miles and turned it around and took a picture of the Earth? Oh, I didn't know that. that Yes, and now that machine is supposedly 11 billion miles. And how in the heck are you controlling that thing? I I didn't know that they turned it around. I thought um, that it you know it was. I thought that it really had ended its uh, usefulness at this point. I, I I heard some NPR report on it or something. I, I I don't keep that close of a tab on it. Oh, see, I do because I think NASA gets paid twenty billion a, a year, and then for their little toys, they get paid a uh, multiple billions. So I'm wondering, what do we get out of all this? Because we need to focus on Earth, not Mars. Well, um, if, you know, the government's always going to, uh, you know, waste its money, whether it wastes it on this planet or wastes it on another, seems to me. Well, hopefully they can get on track and and figure out what's going here, because I find it funny they can go to Mars 300 million miles, but they can only dig nine miles into Earth. Thanks for the call, Jarls. Appreciate it. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. Uh, I, I don't know if NASA digs into the Earth at all. I don't think that's their mission. Um, maybe he was just talking about that's what he believes that technology uh, can do. Well, I know the crust is between 3 and 33 miles thick, uh, depending on where you are. Um, so maybe he's referring to not being able to go into the mantle. I don't know. We were in uh, Concord today. Uh, some of the ac- the uh, local activists, actually a couple Free Talk Live co-hosts, Daryl uh, Perry and myself and uh, Chris from the Friday night uh, edition from thinkpenguin.com. We were up, up there today. And as I was walking back up from uh, being outside for a little bit, because the weather is all of a sudden summertime here in <laughs> New Hampshire. Last week there was a snowstorm. quick, didn't it? <laughs> uh, and this week it's 84 degrees. 
So uh, anyway, we're outside and coming back in, and uh, Robert from Vermont, who's uh, one of our regular callers, was joking because apparently some guy on the front steps of the state capitol was talking about flat earth, you know, claptrap nonsense. And he was just joking because he can't, he said, I can't even get away from it in real life. Like, (laughs) there just happens to be some flat earther uh, standing up on the uh, the front steps. So apparently it's not just relegated to the uh, the kooks that call Free Talk Live. I wonder why it happened so quickly. I I thought Jarl's was a hollow earther. Um, Maybe he is. Honestly, I don't know. uh, I don't, I don't keep track of who believes what crazy stuff because stuff. 10 years ago when i was trying to uh to bring out the flat earth just for kicks so that everybody would be hey yeah the earth's flat ha 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 you know just uh trolling everybody um nobody wanted to go for that stuff hmm. so well let's go to patrick he's in bullhead city arizona you can call in toll free and join us here 855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 go ahead patrick Hey, I just called to wish you guys a happy easter this week and i know some of you don't may not but celebrate it but it is a holiday i don't think any of the three uh hosts on the show celebrate easter i hide a basket for my son you had a basket hide a basket don't isn't the tradition to hide the eggs and then they have the basket to collect the eggs in um at our house what we did was my mother uh put together sort of a um uh, like this, I don't know how to describe it, but uh, little pieces of paper that would lead you to the next piece of paper that would uh-huh. lead you to the next, and uh, you know there'd be a treat in each s- spot, and then finally you get to the Easter basket. After that, uh-huh. it's full of candy. So, I mean, is it is it? Cool. it ho- hold on, Patrick. We'll bring you back here. We can talk about you know Easter or whatever. Uh, is it in the house somewhere, or is it like out in the woods? It, I, I'm not going out in the woods. We're coming man. up here in moments. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. Hey, Free Talk Live here. You can dial in toll-free. You can bring up anything that you want. And our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can join us online anytime over at freetalklive.com. And if you'd like to try out what may very well be the best pillow you'll ever use uh, for near risk-free for 60 days, you can go to mypillow.com and use code FTL to get your MyPillow at half off or two for the price of one. Unlike a regular pillow, you can actually wash my pillow. You can put it in your washer and dryer. It's designed to fit to the shape of your body and hold your neck in the proper position. And it does a great job. I enjoy mine. I use it every night, and I have for about a year at this point. Mark, you as well? Yep, not going to live without it. So go to MyPillow.com, use code FTL, get one MyPillow at half price or two for the price of one. And within the first 60 days, if you don't agree with us, it's an awesome pillow, and you want to send it back to them, that's fine. You can do that. They will send you your purchase price back. So there's a 60-day money-back guarantee, and the pillow itself is guaranteed to last for 10 years. MyPillow.com, code FTL, like Free Talk Live. Let's go back to Patrick in Bullhead City, Arizona. Then coming up, Johnson's going to tell us about liberals. Uh, But Patrick, your thoughts first are welcome. You're wishing us a, a happy Easter. What else did you want to share tonight? I just wanted to say, if you get a chance to, guys... And you have one of those, even though you don't celebrate it, go down to the park and watch one of those Easter egg hunts that the kids have. It'll bring you back to your childhood, even though you may not go. But watching those kids and just seeing them go uh, crazy out there, and it just it makes you feel good inside. 
Yeah, Easter egg hunts are probably the best part. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, what's what's wrong with eggs, right? Like they're a great source of uh, cheap protein. Uh, you got it. You got the family time of uh, coloring them, the hiding them. Uh, the kids get to run yeah. out and and look for them. They really love that. I, I guess the you know, I suppose the worst part of it, if there is is one, is that some obviously some kids get more stuff than other kids do. But usually they'll share when if it's eggs as opposed to. to uh, uh, chocolate candy. That's the beauty of it. You know, you get to see a bunch of kids getting along. And it. I mean, today's society, and you know what I do and everything, it's just one of those moments during the year that you can just, you don't have to, you, you don't have to think, you can just enjoy, you know? That's what I wanted to just share with you guys and wish you a very happy week. I did see you know, as I was as uh, I was driving around the roads of uh, New Hampshire recently advertisements for what's called a helicopter egg drop. Has anyone ever heard of this before? I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I found myself very curious. Like, what is a helicopter egg drop? And it does sound like the most exciting form of <laughs> Easter egg hunt that you could possibly have. And apparently, uh, go ahead. What they was that? Provide them with helmets. <laughs> the helicopters? No. Uh, oh, helmets. No. Uh, apparently what they do is they actually apparently keep the kids away from a grass field. Then a helicopter comes out with tens of thousands of plastic eggs filled with toys and who knows what else. Then drops them from the helicopter onto the field. Once the helicopter leaves, they then turn the kids loose uh, to go and collect as many of the, the eggs as possible. I was envisioning that they would just drop the the eggs right on the group of uh, <laughs> children from, from the sky, but yeah. I guess that's not how they do yeah, it's it. Not, you're, you're definitely not an insurance underwriter <laughs> by trade. Hey, thanks, Patrick, for your call tonight. I appreciate it. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Let's go. Any, uh, I don't know, any Easter memories that anybody really has? I do... Like, you know, any excuse to do crafts, I, uh, like I learned this thing when I was a kid, uh, from a, a grandmother that, uh, I should say like a step grandmother kind of situation and, uh, Ukrainian egg blowing. So, uh, where they like clear out the, you know, the contents of the egg. That's different by, from egg sucking. Yeah, right. it would definitely. Well, I mean, I'm supposed if you were, uh, really liked the flavor and needed the protein, you could probably just reverse directions. Okay. But, uh, the idea here is that you put, you know, poke holes, those tiny little holes in the egg and blow out the contents and then this paint, and then paint raw the egg. egg. Yes, a raw okay. egg. And then paint the, the remaining, you know, shell and you yeah. have this sort of delicate piece of art. And so I, I thought it would be interesting one year and I started, started doing this and I'm continuing this sort of tradition of, uh, just painting these eggs. I, I use, a. Nail polish actually on the egg to make it mm-hmm. a little bit more uh, It'll substantial. Pop. Oh, okay. I was going to say the colors would pop. Yeah, the colors would pop, but it also you know the the coating is sort of gives it an extra shell that'll give it a little bit more uh, support. Yeah, yeah. Okay. sure. Um, and it, it's nice. You know, it's a fun little. Yeah, I mean, I started. So wait, you still do that, or that yeah. was something you did in the past? No, I started. I, I started doing it a couple of years ago. Stopped a little bit and have continued. So do you have like a, a little collection of yeah. uh, Easter uh, eggs? Yep. That's funny for an atheist too. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, well, it's e- just hold, hold on, hold on. Easter is a far older holiday. Um, you know, Ishtar. Yeah, then, well. Is that right? I'm not sure that Ishtar is related. Is but, that um, another one that the Christians ripped off from the pagans? Well, yeah, basically. I mean, it's a it's a celebration of new life. Um, okay. You know, what, what do bunnies have to do with Jesus dying on a cross? Uh, <laughs> sex. Uh, right, that nothing. Okay. <laughs> um, ducklings, chicks, 
all these things are representations of new life. Uh-huh. Um, now, you could say it's the resurrection, right? Like, so, you know, Jesus uh, resurrecting is new life. But the resurrection story is by no means uh, uh, exclusive to Jesus yeah, either. Sure, sure, sure. So this is just the time of the year that things are coming back. People are thinking sure. about new Spring life. is springing. And, yes. Yeah. And, and especially up here when you've been covered in snow for the last four months mm-hmm. and finally you can see the tulips and the daffodils uh you know they're a little pe- peeking through sometimes through the snow right now no it's it's like 70 degrees out there i felt like turning the air conditioner on on the way up uh yeah coming here but yeah i mean there's Easter's a great time for everyone to reflect about um, how the world renews itself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not an atheist, uh, but me neither. Um, you know, nonetheless, I, I, I don't. I don't think that uh, we've got the whole story behind Jesus's resurrection, if you know what I mean. So, you know, whatever. I believe in God. I'm fine with that. The toll-free number tonight is 855-450-FREE. Let's go to Liberty Lover in Ohio. He's on via Skype. Go ahead, Liberty Lover. Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? Hey, what's on your mind? What's on my mind is, uh, did you guys hear about the shooting in San Bernardino? Uh, I think I heard a headline on the news. Yes, murder-suicide. Yes, in the elementary school. Ooh, yikes. What, What I've noticed, and, you know, people call me heartless for this, I don't like how people are public are politicizing this literally less than a few days to try to infringe upon other people's rights. Now, wasn't this the same uh, town where there was a shooting a couple of years ago too, like a year and a half? Yes, yeah, and wasn't that where the couple was? Shooting. Yeah, right. Yes, and have you ever heard of a group called uh, Every Town? I know. Uh, they are a uh, gun violence yeah. prevention activist group. Is hmm. this the one and, that the former New York mayor? Um, Bloomberg, yes. Yeah, Bloomberg's founded. Okay, yeah, I, I guess I have heard of it. It's probably a bad news then, and if that's and the I, case. And I was looking on their page, and it never ceases to amaze me how they blow things like this up within literally an hour to try to push their agenda. And what I'm noticing is maybe this is why all these kooky people are going out there and doing this because well, now, hold we on. blow it up. Isn't uh, okay? I want to come back and talk about this, um, and then we can talk. Well, this actually might lead perfectly into the liberal uh, yeah, discussion yeah, that we're going to have might, here yeah. as well. That's fine. Um, so stand by here because I mean, aren't we all guilty of utilizing world events to push our agenda? Isn't that what we do here to some extent on Free Talk Live? Eight fifty five four fifty free. Bitcoin.com is of the opinion that the current Bitcoin core development team is not taking satisfactory steps to ensure the growth and advancement of Bitcoin in accordance with Satoshi's vision. As community efforts to resolve these problems have failed, it is necessary to resolve them with a different approach. By using subreddit r slash BTC instead of r slash Bitcoin and running Bitcoin Unlimited, you are casting a vote against the current development team. Learn more at Bitcoin.com. That's Bitcoin.com. Free Talk Live, dial toll free. Join us on the radio here. Our number 855 450 free. That's 855 450 3733. We do have Skype, and you can Skype on in to join us here at lrn.fm. Plus, 
Bitcoin.com is of the opinion that the current Bitcoin Core development team is not taking satisfactory steps to ensure the growth and advancement of Bitcoin in accordance with Satoshi's vision. As community efforts to resolve these problems have failed, it's necessary to resolve them with a different approach. By using subreddit r slash btc instead of r slash bitcoin and running Bitcoin Unlimited, you're casting a vote against the current development team. You go to learn more at bitcoin.com. That's bitcoin.com. Our caller here, Liberty Lover, is still with us from Ohio. He brings up a news story which we have yet to cover here on Free Talk Live. It happened Monday in San Bernardino, another shooting uh, that has made national headlines. This time, a man coming into a school to shoot and kill his estranged wife, as well as uh, one student. He actually apparently shot two students. One of them died, and then he killed himself. Uh, inside an elementary school in San Bernardino. And you had brought this up because of some activist group. What were they called? Uh, Every Town, which is a branch of uh, Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. So okay. they're, two, they're two groups that are very, very affiliated. They're basically the same group. Yeah, I know that I've heard of the Moms Demand Action because I know they were testifying on some gun restriction bills that ultimately failed here in, in New Hampshire and it was pointed out that this Bloomberg guy was behind uh, the money man behind the group. So what about him? Uh, about the well, I noticed that this has happened every time. They always put tragedies out like this out, and there's nothing wrong with reporting the news. But if you try to counter some of their arguments, they are one of the most closed off groups you've ever seen. You try to respond to them on their uh, social media pages, they block you. Okay. Yeah. You try to call them or email them. You're not allowed to do that. You can't contact anybody. The one time I managed to get one of their uh, phone numbers by actually trying to join the group to try to have a reasonable discussion with them. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they do. Yeah, I know. Right. They flipped out. And they're like, we're going to call the police on you if you call us ever again. It's kind of funny. Like one of the statistics on their front page of their site right now is on, on average, there are nearly 12,000 gun homicides a year in the United States. I'd actually like to know. What percentage of those are actually committed by police? Well, yeah, about one thousand. Um, so the uh, the homicide means someone died. It doesn't mean murder, right? So um, does that exclude suicide? Hmm. That does that? exclude suicide. Yeah, okay. does exclude suicide. Um, uh, I, now, does that mean so accidental shootings are included because that's a homicide, right? Uh, that's typically different. There was a um, there was a site I used to go to. Uh, nonpartisan, and by that it, it doesn't really have any sides it takes. It's the Gun Violence Archive. When you go through and you actually look at it, you'll notice that a lot of them are officer-involved shootings or home invasions or defensive uses or unintentional shootings a lot of the time, and that tends to get thrown in. Like when you used to hear Hillary Clinton last year, for example, say, you know, 90 people a day die of gun violence. Only like 15 or 20 of those were murders. Usually. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if a gun's used to prevent uh, further violence, then I guess it's not a particular problem. Um, I mean, you know, obvious. You, you break into somebody's house brandishing a weapon and, you know, you die. I don't care. So they're claiming 12,000 uh, homicides per year, was it? Yes. Uh, well, according to the, the uh, Wikipedia article on defensive gun use... The low-end estimates are that there are 55,000 to 80,000 incidents per year of someone using a gun in a defensive way to stop a crime, basically, from from occurring. Um, But the higher-end estimates are 4.7 million incidents 
per year. Well, and I don't know if that's in the U.S., but I presume that it is. Well, there are a lot of instances of defensive use, and what a lot of people don't understand is defensive use doesn't always mean you shoot. You know, that's nine right. times out of ten, simply brandishing the gun. I mean, I mean, that sound is going to scare anybody away if you ask oh, that me. That sounded legit. <laughs> yep, that was legit. That actually came across really good over. Uh, yeah, it sounded, Skype. It sounded very good. Yeah, it. Uh, I, I, it's convincing. I, yeah. Uh, it's, you it know, is. I mean, it, looking at their facts and looking for the, the math, some of them are kind of interesting. They said on average day, ninety three Americans are killed with guns. I did the math on that. That means that would mean that thirty four thousand roughly a year die. Average American would be died died from uh, killed with guns. Mm-hmm. Whatever, you know, whatever that means. And uh, the vast, but then it says sixty two percent of firearm deaths in the United States are suicides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the vast majority are suicides, and one of the most common arguments I'll hear is, I believe a long time ago I saw this video on Vox where they're like, we need to put restrictions on guns because people who try to commit suicide deserve a second chance. What's interesting, too, is that these facts don't line up. So if they say on average there are nearly 12, they say, they've, okay, let's, let's, let's the, these cards, they've got these little cards for their facts here. So it says on an average day, 93 Americans are killed with guns, right? I just did the math, mm-hmm. that's 34,000 a year. Then they say, on average, there are nearly 12,000 gun homicides a year in the United States. And then another fact is 62% of firearm deaths in the United States are suicides. So being killed well, with a gun. these facts don't line up. Right. If 62%, right, well, 12,000 over 34,000 is not, not 62%. 62%. It's like 33. Yeah. Like, so where's the lie? Which one of these cards did you lie on? Because you're lying on of one them. of them. You know, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The facts are manipulated. My 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 stance on guns is very different than most people's. I, I'm not one of the people that'll go around saying like, "Oh, well, guns save lives," or I say more guns, less crime, or more guns, more crime. I'm not like that. I am just of the opinion that you can own whatever the heck you'd like to own. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I think that the in. more guns, uh, less crime uh, statistics. It's not true across the board. Right? It just it, I just don't think it holds water. I've I've looked and looked and looked and looked because I live in a state where gun ownership is high and crime is low. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are states where gun ownership is high and crime is high. And I also challenge people, why don't you head on down to Tegucigalpa, um, Guatemala, and take a, take a look at what, uh, you know, how, how more guns and less crime uh, fit together there. Because there's a, everybody's armed. But and it's, it's illegal to have guns, right? I, I wouldn't know it. Uh, I, apparently not. In a lot of places outside guns. of the U.S., it's not legal. That doesn't well, mean everybody doesn't have guns. You know, that's what they say well, in Mexico is that everybody's armed, but you know, no, and nobody really cares. Most of the time, when people say that, though, because a lot of the time I'll hear people say, like, for example, in Great Britain, guns were banned. A lot of the time, when people say guns were banned, they don't understand that they weren't exactly banned. They're just nearly impossible to get. Uh, actually, you'd be surprised that in countries like Britain, it's not insanely hard to get a firearm. It's just it's a more tedious process than we have here. If you want to get a gun in the United States, all you have to do is fill out the 4473 form and not be a felon, which, by the way, I disagree with that little aspect. And you got your gun. Well, now, I mean, that sounds like some sort of federal form. I can tell you one thing. I've never bought a gun uh, brand new. And here in New Hampshire, you can buy and sell guns uh, to people that you know without any kind of forms to fill out. So uh, it's not like that everywhere. And I suspect it's probably a lot harder to buy a gun in a place like New York State than it is to get one in Ohio where you are or in New Hampshire. Here it's not too tedious of a process. 
but we have a lot of restrictions on like defensive use, for example. Uh, if if somebody breaks into your house and you shoot them, you better have a really, really good reason that your life was in danger. Huh. We don't have castle doctrine here. Oh, yikes! And it, and, and this so is, castle doctrine means that. Uh, you can if somebody's you can in your house, your you can basically shoot them um, without permission, that kind of thing. Um, whereas, There's also a stand your ground law in New Hampshire that passed controversially a few years back. Probably like I remember I was in jail for civil disobedience when it when the news came out. So that was like six years ago. Um, and there was all this you know hubbub like, oh, my God, people are going to be killing each other in the streets now that they can stand their ground. And like you don't have to retreat. Uh, if, even if it's in public, as long as you feel like your life is in jeopardy. And it's not legal advice. This just was my understanding of, of what had happened. And what do you know? We don't have gunfights in the streets and everything is fine the and easiest, just as peaceful. The easiest way to summarize how it works in Ohio is this little tidbit. If you are getting carjacked and you're outside of the car, you can't shoot. Only if you're in the car. That's crazy. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate the info. Uh, the toll-free number, if you want to join us here, whether you want to talk about guns or, as we're going to get into here, liberals. You've got a story all about uh, the liberals and how they became came to despise the very people they intended to help. Johnson's going to tell us about that coming up. 855-450-FREE. You can join us on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, dial toll-free and join us here on 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Skype in at username lrn.fm. Tonight in studio, it's Ian. And Johnson. And Mark. Uh, Let's see. We also have a great way for you to help support Free Talk Live, which uh, will also get you the shopping that you need to get done done by going to Amazon through shop.freetalklive.com. When you shop through that link, there's Amazon US, UK, Amazon Canada, You just go there, get your shopping taken care of. It's the same great Amazon experience that you're used to. It's just that Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sale when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. We do finally have Heather Mullen. She's on the line with us here uh, from D.C. Heather, you're on Free Talk Live, uh, our Thursday night co-host. Hey there. And it's Mullins, right? Heather Mullins. Yeah, Heather Mullins with an app. Yep. All right. So uh, you were out yesterday, was it? Yesterday afternoon in D.C. with Adam yeah. Kokesh when he was unexpectedly mm-hmm. arrested. What happened? Uh, okay. So we were actually uh, originally uh, at a conference, uh, and then we had decided to do this protest outside of the White House protesting um, the drone strikes in Syria. Wait a minute. So you didn't have a permit? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think you need one there anymore, though. Or maybe you do. You never but, need uh, a, pu- you know, a permit Adam, to protest. You, you it's called free speech. You don't need a permit speech. when you're Adam, anyway. Yeah, it's called free speech. It's <laughs> called the Constitution. It's called the First Amendment. You don't need a permit. Go yeah. ahead. Well, anyway, so uh, he had made this event to do... The, it was kind of like a last-minute, spur-of-the-moment decision, but we decided we were going to go to Washington, D.C., try to organize this protest to protest the drone strikes because... You know, for Adam, it's something that's one issue that he's really passionate about, having been in Fallujah and, like, you know, regretting some of the things that he was driven to do by the military over there in a war based on lies and bad intelligence, you know, to come home and realize you weren't fighting for freedom or fighting bad guys. You were just fighting against innocent people for bankers, mm-hmm. politicians, and profiteers. So his whole thing was, one— um, Donald Trump, who's never seen a day in combat, is in no position to even declare such drone strikes. Two, 
uh, back in 2013, Obama tried to do the same thing, and members, uh, over 100 members of Congress sent a letter to Obama saying that what he was about to do would be illegal and that he needed to seek congressional approval. So you fast forward to today, 2017, Donald Trump just went and did the exact same thing Congress said back in 2013 was illegal. So, mm-hmm. you know, we were there to protest all of these things, and he was there with his blowhorn and soapbox ready to tell the world. And how many people the, uh, attended this? Was it just you and Adam, or was there a I don't larger... even know, because Secret Service, I don't know if it's because of, like, facial recognition software or if it's because of, you know, the fact that he created an event and tagged the White House as the location. But we showed up there. We got there a little early, so I was actually helping him film some man-on-the-street videos. Mm-hmm. He was um, literally on camera interviewing this guy that was protesting the NRA because these protesters want universal background checks and more gun laws. And they were just very, very anti-gun. And Adam was doing a man on the street video interviewing the guy when a Secret Service member came up to him. There was a couple of them. And he just, I turned the camera on the Secret Service guy like, okay, what's going on here? And they're like, we have... uh, are you Adam Kocheck? They didn't even get his name right, but they're like, Comrade we have reason Kocheck. to believe you're Adam Kocheck. <laughs> they're like, can we see some ID? And he goes, Adam what? And then they're like, Kocheck. And they're like, well, the, can I help you? Like, uh, am I doing anything wrong or illegal here? And they're like, well, can we see how, your ID? We have reason to believe you're Adam Kocheck and that you might have a stay-away order. And this is what they originally said, right? A stay-away order. But then, like, moments later when he's just like, can you spell that last name? That's what Adam said. <laughs> um, like another one came over and said, you know. Usually, you before warrant, you go on, like, usually, uh, just before you continue with the story, when the cops are asking you if you are somebody, they're usually not asking it because they're a fan and they want your yeah. autograph. Yeah. So nine times out of, you know, uh, ten times, probably 99 times out of 100 times, they're fixing to make an arrest. They just want to make sure that their hunch is correct. Right. They saw they somebody. They want you to confess. Right. They want you to confirm. Uh, give them. Do their investigation for them. Right. They they saw Adam Adam and they said, hey, isn't that that Adam Kocheck? And uh, there's a warrant out for him. Do I have any obligation to provide you with that information, officer? And the answer is most most cases no, uh, but in some areas there are stop and ID re- requirements if like the police have some sort of uh, reasonable suspicion that a crime has been committed and that you might match the description of that person. But they'll always say a crime's been committed. Yeah. I mean, they are allowed to lie um, and they'll do it all the time to be able to find out who a person is. So if you're walking mm-hmm. down the street, the chances are very good um, that and they decide they want to, you know, find out who the who you are, you're you're walking late at night, whatever it is you're doing, um, you know, hey, there's been some burglaries in the area and uh just wanted to get your, you know, just find out some information. So, of course there've been some burglaries in the area. You know, in the last yeah. 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's not like you're, you know, walking down the street with a TV set in your hand. I'm sure somebody else, somebody has been. And, you know, it's a free country. You can walk down the street with a TV set in your hand. But, uh, you know, it just seems they're a little little chipper to be getting people's information to me. All right. So they ask him, are you Adam Kocheck? They, uh, he asked Do you have your them, ticket? Do you have your ticket to get it back? I'm uh, Adam yeah. Kocheck. I'm Adam Kocheck. <laughs> One of the people I was with made a joke and was just like, everyone should have stood up and been like, I'm Adam Kocheck. I'm oh, Adam yeah. Kocheck, like the Spartacus movie. <laughs> that would have been awesome. 
That hindsight is always twenty twenty. Of course, how they spelled it, and then uh, eventually they determined that they were going to arrest him, and they started, you know, putting him in handcuffs. Huh. And that's when I started live streaming, and we live streamed it to his page, and this whole or- ordeal. And it was ironic, right? They showed up like almost at like five of twelve when the event was supposed to start, so we'd gotten there fairly early. So. We don't know if anybody showed up. Like, there was a couple people that had already showed up that saw him get arrested and stuff, but more people were like had RSVP'd and were going to be coming. Mm. And actually, there was somebody there that was a local D.C. reporter that had seen a shirt that I was wearing and recognized it as, like, an activist and, like, came and tracked me down. And I've actually been hanging out with him for the last day, and he's been live-streaming updates and stuff and actually came to the courthouse today when Adam had his hearing uh, at 1 o'clock, and they tried to... Uh, we requested that they let him out on personal recognizance because we had a letter from the TSA, which mm-hmm. is like stems from this the whole reason that he had a warrant out of. Yeah, Maryland. that's what I wanted to find yeah. out. Was... Why has he been arrested? He was arrested because part one is okay. He was on he had the bracelet on his ankle, which I believe was from loading the shotgun in Freedom Plaza. Mm-hmm. So he had that on his ankle and went through TSA one day and right. back in like two thousand whatever, 14, 15, when this incident took place. And the TSA was hassling him about the ankle bracelet. And, you know, eventually it got frustrating. And Adam made some comment. And don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure he made some comment, like what you guys can't tell the difference between an ankle bracelet and a bomb or something. Mm, And that ruffled some feathers. And then they tried saying that he was, uh, they charged him with, like, interfering with security. Right. Yep, not allowed to say the B word. That's what... Welcome to yeah, America. So, you can't say the B word in an airport. Because it offends people and then causes, you know. It offends, That's right. So it, it all those poor sheep the there could just riot and start running down the street. So this is some kind of federal charge that they've hit him, hit him with and then he didn't show up for court, right? That's what they're saying, right? They're saying yeah. he didn't show up to, that it was, um, that it was, there was some date back on February 10th, 2016 that he was supposed to show up to that he didn't show up. So they issued a bench warrant. So this warrant's apparently been out there, even though he's been arrested, he was picked up by border control like a couple weeks ago, coming back, sneaking across the border from Anarchapulco um, to make a statement that it's easy to sneak into the country. He was picked up by border control. Oh, wow. and they never apparently told failed. Him he had a warrant. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, so the um, federal you know, border, border patrol picked up a guy with an ankle bracelet illegally entering the country. <laughs> Let him go. <laughs> okay, sounds legit. Go ahead. <laughs> That's funny. So what well, happened you know in what court today? Too? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, one little off-topic thing is, and I didn't even think about this, Adam apparently could have, like, pre Boarded, right? Apparently, somebody at the airport on my way um, when I left last Thursday, that's why I wasn't on the show, somebody at the airport told me you can actually pay money ahead of time to skip the TSA, like, searches and stuff. Yeah, you but can you can't if you're a felon. bypass all that. You right, can't right. if you're a felon. It's called pre-check. Pre-check, right? yep. Yeah. So, oh, all right, okay. so what happened in uh, court 1 o'clock this afternoon? <sighs> so, in court 1 o'clock this afternoon, he came out, and we were like, you know... Uh, I showed them the letter from the TSA that basically said that they weren't going to be, they were reducing it to a warning and basically their internal investigation, they couldn't come back with anything conclusive, but that he may have obstructed their, you know, ability to do their job. But for right now, they're not going to be moving forward. And so I gave that letter to them in court and the prosecution requested that, um, we not release him on personal recognizance, but that we have a $10,000 secured bond. Mm. 
um, to even though Maryland only has three days. To Can you stick around and tell us the rest of the story, Heather? Yeah. All right, absolutely. hang on. We're going to bring you back. More with Heather in moments. It's Free Talk Live. There are lots of ways to listen to Free Talk Live. Our podcast has been around since podcasts began, and now the FTL feed is loaded with content besides our full show archives. Did you know that we make it easy for you to customize your podcast subscriptions? We have different feeds, one that includes only our full shows, one with just the Daily Digest, and one with just the Edgington Post. You decide what you listen to. It's quick and easy to customize your feeds at feeds.freetalklive.com. That's feeds.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program, and as always, you can join us here and bring up anything that you want. Uh, still to come here tonight, Johnson's got a story about the American liberals, and we're going to get into that uh, coming up here in moments. Our toll free number is 855 450 free. And you can join us on Skype at Skype, username LRN.FM. So I did just pull up. Apparently, there is a cop block story that does include the video of Adam being arrested. Adam Kokesh, who, longtime friend of the show, we just saw him just uh, two months ago or a month and a half ago at Anarchapulco. It was great, great to see him. Hadn't seen him in a while. And, uh, you know, great activist, libertarian, principled guy. He was talking about running for uh, president in 2020. 2020, In fact, uh, Mark, he's tapped you as his future Bureau of Prisons uh, minister. That's right. uh, Apparently. So, you know, he's already getting the campaign lined up. And now he's going to get a little bit of extra publicity due to the fact that he just got arrested in Washington, D.C. yesterday. Heather Mullins, our Thursday night co-host, has stuck with us through the news to kind of uh, recap what happened today in court. Uh, They originally had arrested him yesterday, ostensibly on a failure-to-appear warrant issued out of a court in Maryland. Now, one of the questions I had for you, Heather, was... Are these federal charges? Was this federal court that you went to in uh, D- federal district court of Maryland, or was it uh, like a Maryland superior or Maryland state court? Do you know? Heather? Okay, so today we actually – are you there? Yeah, we got you. Go ahead. Okay, so today we were actually – it was his extradition hearing. So this is the hearing before a judge in D.C. Hmm. as to whether they should release him today I on see. personal recognizance, provided he appear in Maryland. Um, so this was just going before a judge as to whether or not they hold him for up to three days for uh, the state of Maryland to come and get him. So it's you think the they could make that trip that, all that distance? For Maryland that's prosecuting this, not the U.S. attorney. Okay. Okay. Got it. So he's due in state court in Maryland. Yes. That's interesting. They so even though he was at a, three days to come pick him up here in D.C. So even though he was at a uh, federal TSA checkpoint, which is where the initial incident happened that resulted in the failure to appear charge. So he was charged with with some sort of interfering with a security uh, or interfering with security or something, some sort of charge like that in yep. Maryland. Uh, would, you would think that'd be like a federal charge, but apparently Maryland charged him uh, with this. And so now he's being held by the federal government after being arrested by Secret Service agents who happened to know that he had a warrant out uh, for his arrest and had since 2016 because the failure to appear came up in late 2016. I know this because I went to the Maryland uh, website, did a search last night. As it, you would ask me to do this, Heather, and I, I pulled up the, the case file. Mm-hmm. And so, yep. uh, what was the judge's ruling Actually, today? Actually, asked me to ask you, too. It was a funny story. 
Uh, Demo, by the way, wrote the story over at copblock.org. So what? Uh, yeah, I've been connecting with him and uh, sending him all the informa- information as I get it. So. Excellent. Uh, so what what happened in court today? I mean, what was the result of the the hearing? They took him back. I mean, the prosecution, uh, the guy was just like, oh, well, due to his criminal record and um, uh, his prior gun charge, the one there in Freedom Plaza, like we request that he have $10,000 bond, a secured bond, and not be released, you know, without paying anything pretty much. And so Adam uh, had decided instead of doing that, since Maryland only has three days to come get him and he's already spent one night there that he wouldn't do the 10,000 bond, that he would um, waive Just wait it out. the hearing instead. So when the judge actually went to ask him, like, um, okay, so, sir, you're aware that you're, you know, waiving your right to this hearing or whatever. Um, did anybody force you or coerce you against your will to do this? And he's just like, yes. And they're like, okay, who? And he's like, the government. <laughs> <laughs> And then he said in court, he's like, um, I'm being held, like, against my will. And pretty much, like, you know, Adam was just like, this is, I'm under duress. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, being (laughs) told that I, you know, have to stay here and I'm being held against my will. So, How many people were there in court to back him up besides you? uh, Me? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm here with uh, myself and uh, a friend of ours, Bill, that uh, has been super awesome. helping us get around town here, and uh, Ford Fisher, who is a journalist, and you guys can all go and like the Facebook page. It's called News, the number two, Share. He actually covers all forms of, like, activism in the D.C. area. Hmm, All right, cool. And he posts raw footage of all the protests and stuff like that that takes place, and uh, he's been covering this the whole time. He originally showed up to cover Adam's protest. Mm. And then... Um, they decided to give him up, a bigger story. He showed up after Adam was already arrested, and he noticed my shirt. Um, it was a conscience resistance shirt from Derek. I don't know if you know Derek, Ian. Derek um, Bros from... Yeah, sure. So was it just yeah. a handful of yeah. uh, supporters? Um, yeah, it was just the three of us right. there today in court. Um, so basically, let me see so, if I got this straight. So right now, Adam Kokesh in federal custody... They're holding him for three days, giving Maryland, uh, the Maryland government a chance to come up and get him. I don't know what the original charge was that he was hit with. I can't imagine this is a felony, but maybe it is. I don't, I don't know. The original charge is obstruction of security. Yeah. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's interfering with security. It doesn't sound like a felony charge, but you know, are they going to extradite on a misdemeanor? I mean, it seems they don't have to go that far, so maybe they will. I, I don't know. I guess well, we're going to find out. failure to appear. That's what the warrant's for. Correct, but it's based on a failure to appear for the original charge, which the is what they want to go at The old saying that the cops for. have is you, can't, you might beat the rap, but you can't beat the ride, right? Yeah. So, you know, as, as far as the Secret Service is uh, concerned, hey, we broke up the protest. We put Kokesh in jail for three right. days. They won. You know, oh, yeah. it's a they winner. They showed up the minute it was supposed to start. <laughs> like, there's no, I mean, they were right there. Somebody's watching his page, right? Like, he put this out publicly that he was going to be there. He did tag the White House. Yeah, and do this. So, I mean, they they definitely, that's uh, why they were looking for him. Yeah, so you can guys can watch. We live-streamed some of the the footage and stuff, and we've been giving live updates uh, on that news to share. All right. So, will you do us a favor, uh, Heather? Are you staying down there to kind of keep an eye on this, or are you coming back? What's your plan? Well, the plan is tomorrow at 8.30 in the morning, I'm going to be at the state 
attorney's office in Maryland to talk with one of the attorneys there and give them this letter from the TSA to try to see if, you know, the TSA in this letter has basically said our internal investigation after we, we've decided that we're not going to be doing anything, mm-hmm. that you may, the, the language they use is basically like, we can't prove you did anything wrong, but we think you might have, so we're just going to give you a warning. Mm. And so I'm hoping that with that, the attorneys are going to be like, it makes no sense to extradite him here from D.C. and go forward with like a trial for this when the TSA, that in this involves in their own words they're not doing anything about it well that you know would I mean? that uh, so, would require them to actually use logic and you know make sense but we're dealing with the government so i wouldn't get my hopes up about that um you ought to see if you can you can record whatever discussion you have with this attorney of course that'll probably make them scurry away like a cockroach you know having light shown on it uh, but it is always in, it is always fun to watch that happen. And uh, will you will you kind of check in with us maybe nightly if you get the chance and give us yeah, continuing I'll give updates? Yeah, I'll you a call tomorrow night, and you know, well, it'll either be me or Adam giving you a call. But okay. I'll make sure that. Hope it's Adam. Too, either so. way, uh, I look forward to it. And Heather, thanks for filling us in on those details tonight. I appreciate it. No problem. You guys have a good rest of your show. Thanks for the call. It's Heather Mullins uh, calling us from D.C. tonight. So it doesn't sound like she uh, is likely going to be back. Uh, in time for being on Free Talk Live Thursday night, uh, presuming that they continue to keep him in custody, and uh, who knows what's going to happen down there. So I don't know if they do they cut him loose if they don't come in three days. Like if if Maryland doesn't, that's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll keep you in the loop as that develops. Let's go to your calls and thoughts. We've got Dave. He's in Eureka, California, listening to KGOE. Hey, Dave. Hi, guys. Hey. We've spoken before, and I my topic mainly that. Like most thinking people, we got an awareness that our government has fallen into very bad hands. That uh, right now the Democratic and Republican Party are largely owned by very greedy special interests. When did that? Uh, when did it? When was it not that way? Well, I got to think that a lot of the people that have held high office felt obligated to try to act on behalf of the people. I, I believe that. I, Stand um, by, Dave. We can continue the discussion because it seems to me that government's always been in control you know, by power mongers and you know, people that want to wield that power. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Dial toll-free. Join us right here. Our number, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've got Skype, and you can Skype in here at username lrn.fm. Tonight, it's Ian. And Johnson. And Mark. Uh, We're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. And then, still coming up, we've got this story on Vox.com about liberals and apparently how they ended up, uh, some of them, despising the very people they supposedly wanted to help. Uh, Hopefully we'll get to that, but we're loaded up with uh, your calls and thoughts, so we're going to go back to the phones and to the fun, but I do want to let you know how you can save big time on web hosting. From one of the top web hosts out there, HostGator. You go to HostGator.com slash FTL, you'll save 50%, 50% off their regular hosting prices, they make it easy to start up your own website or blog by, for instance, giving you a simple, one-click, easy installation for WordPress. 
24-7 over the phone or live chat tech support. A very intuitive and user-friendly control panel that puts the power of creation and simplicity of use into your hands. Add to that a 99.99% uptime rating and get your 50% off by going to HostGator.com slash FTL. That's slash FTL. Like Free Talk Live because you're a Free Talk Live listener and so you get half off. At HostGator.com slash FTL. Back to Dave in Eureka, California, listening to KGOE. Dave, you were saying that the government has become corrupt. I, uh, you know, it's my suggestion that the government has always been corrupt. And that's why I asked you, was there a time at which you believed that it was not? Well, I think you have your reasons and good ones to feel that there's always been some corrupt import. I think what has gone, put it way off the charts, is the role that electronics now plays. That, uh, Why would that be the case? Un- Why would electronics have made the government even worse? It allowed them to take power in ways they never had before, certainly in tampering with the elections. Having the media that is misinforming, disinforming us on so many points. But so are we I'm talking about the, the problem started when radio and television were invented? Well, as it expanded, I believe the problem expanded. I believe it's worse today than it ever was. Isn't it possible that you just ago. know more now because of those electronics, <laughs> that you now have the ability to be more aware of the problems with government because it's easier to report about the problems on government because now we have the information age where you know sending a video of Adam Kokesh being arrested can happen as it happens rather than you know having to hope that some news crew happens to be be nearby be willing to film it be willing to put that on the air on their their newscast at at nighttime I mean it's a very immediate information culture right now and I would say the opposite of what you're saying. Uh, and that is that the you know, the electronics that we have access to, the internet, uh, the ability to self-publish, the ability to create your own blog, your own YouTube channel, your own radio show, podcast, uh, that has shown more light on the government's actions, has drawn more accountability uh, to the government. But ultimately, I think that the government just continues to grow upon itself with more corruption after more corruption. I think Dave has a point here, and I think that point is is that, look, um, the amount of information the government has kept secret started to increase you know, exponentially mm-hmm. under Bush. It continued well into the Obama administration. And I don't have any reason to believe the guy that won't show his taxes um, when he runs for president is going to be somehow forthcoming um, during his presidency. So there is a good argument that now that electronics have allowed us to uh, store information and transmit information more, much more easily mm-hmm. that the government is keeping many more secrets and that democracy – and this is important to David um, d- – democracy has been subverted as a result. We are supposed to be the government, the people, and if the people don't have information, then they can't vote well, and if they yeah, can, but you have more information now well. than ever before, so it's a double-sided sword, right? Yes, but so the I'm, government is keeping information from itself. Like we're the government, yeah. right? No, you're not. Well, that's the notion. But I it's false. I, I didn't write it's the never constitution. Been it said we the people. You didn't okay. write it. You didn't sign it. Right. I didn't write it. But that's that. That's the document by which they, uh, you know, establish that themselves. They ignore. Yeah. Fine. Right. I, all those things are accurate, Ian. Go ahead, David. You guys are doing a bit of a filibuster on me, but I do definitely feel that we now, with media, can be more 
readily, more easily disinformed on a large scale all over the place than has ever been the case before. There's been big newspapers and whatnot earlier, but... So would you rather right go now, back to a situation... Hold on, Dave. Would you rather go back to a situation where there are only three television stations and, you know, one newspaper in your area? No, but I can remember a time when a crown tried to bring for you, Huntley, and all. You would get pretty much the straight news, and I do not hear that happening today. What makes I you think, think that, that is anything? the case? Because, you know, you've got three talk live, and so you hear, you're going to get calls from people. From all angles that disagree with you and agree with you, that's what makes the free speech. But I think if you own the media and you are owned by Boeing and Lockheed Martin and Halle Burton, you are not about to have aired that which speaks to the detriment of your greedy purpose. That don't happen anymore. It is now that we are lied to and people tie into it. I hear it all over the place. People that heard it on their Fox News, and they think that's got to be true. They wouldn't just disinform me on a, on a major media like that. Well, you that. seem to They're think the to same me. thing about Walter Cronkite. You thought he was lying to us? Uh, dude, I don't know. All I know is that you know I'd rather have more choices in the marketplace rather than fewer. You well, seem to have this sort of Pollyanna-ish view of old media from back in the day that that you know when you were watching it three decades ago or whenever it was that it was somehow i think it's a common view more legitimate that it was somehow more honest and i don't know if there's any real evidence for that nbc nightly news sponsored by no one (laughs) well looking back that an eisenhower a truman a kennedy even johnson to a degree certainly a jimmy carter had it in their hearts to try to do what was right for people that couldn't afford to pay them off, that couldn't walk in and write a check for a billion dollars here and there, the poor. Do you believe that happened? No, I don't ever believe that presidents who are men in uh, search of power were ever doing anything for the people. They're always in it for themselves. These are gang leaders. These are thugs. They're the top criminal in the United States, no matter who they are, no matter what time frame we're talking about, whether it's whether it's, uh, you know, now to the mid uh, 20th century to the very founding of the United States. I like the names that you listed off when you list off Eisenhower, JFK, Carter. I feel like uh, those are people that had a um, had a place in their heart for the truth. Um, Eisenhower said a lot of a lot of things that weren't necessarily popular amongst Republicans. He did not seem like a man who towed the line. He was, uh, you know, he, he said some powerful stuff. Kennedy was convinced hmm. into by Martin Luther King Jr. into the civil rights movement, not the other way around. Um, Carter, yeah. I just I, I just find him to be a wholesome guy, personally. Thanks for the call, Dave. I appreciate the discussion. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. What are your thoughts on the olden days? Was everything so much better and more honest in the past? Uh, this is Free Talk Live. Join us. A funny thing happens when you don't advertise. 
Nothing. Modern advertisers have been trained to look for trackability in their advertising, and web search ads are great for that. They also help you get the consumer that's looking for products like yours in the moment. But they're expensive, and they do nothing to convince people to try your product segment in the first place. They help you get a bigger piece of the pie. But branding mediums like radio grow the pie itself. Free Talk Live's on more than 150 stations, and we can help advertisers with little budgets and big ones. Send me an email, mark at freetalklive.com. It's mark at freetalklive.com. is free talk live dial toll free bring up what you want our number here it's 855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 mark uh did i see that roger veer is ponying up what might be a whole bitcoin towards hope.freetalklive.com yes um so what hope.freetalklive.com is is a it's it's our attempt to Help build an orphanage in Jinja, Uganda. Uh, there's 40 orphans there uh, being cared for by a man named Nifunda, who uh, I probably have his name completely wrong, but um, I do my best. Nifunda. I'm not sure. Okay. Anyway, uh, he, um, he's he been taking care of them for quite some time now. They're basically living in a walk-in closet. Uh, they need $2,500 to put the foundation in. Uh, Cell 411 has offered to match dollar for dollar really? any donations that come in uh, at this point. And uh, Roger Veer from Bitcoin.com has offered to put up a full uh, one Bitcoin if, um, shoot, what's the name of the guy that, uh, that he know, wants to debate? I don't know, guy he wants to debate. He wants to debate this guy, and I should be promoting it, but uh, you know, frankly, I wasn't quite ready for you to ask me. Give me just a second. Yeah, I didn't it tell you I was going to. I just saw it on, uh, on the Facebook books but indeed he wants to debate him about bitcoin yeah it's a it's a bitcoin debate but uh you know there's a bounty for the debate and i saw him post it and i think that uh, people would like to hear it it's the man's name samson mao and uh it would be a i'm you know something to do with the block size mm-hmm. uh debate that's going on and i guess that he's currently geographically in the same place that roger is right now so now how much is cell 401 going to match Anything, um, you know, as, wow. as they come in. I wouldn't say any anything, but crypto only or cash up to twenty five hundred. Yeah, cash uh, or PayPal or whatever. Or yeah, whatever comes in, whatever. they'll match it okay. with crypto. With crypto, okay, got it, got it. Very cool. And so people can go to hope.freetalklive.com to learn more about this construction charity efforts. That's right, hope.freetalklive.com. Several different ways to donate right there. All right, let's uh, continue here. We'll if you take- want to donate in some other crypto that isn't Bitcoin, let me know. I'll take care of it. All right, cool. Uh, well, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We got Hung, like Jesus. He's on the line here on Skype calling from Georgia. Go ahead. Hello? Do we have Hung like Jesus? I hear somebody moving around on a microphone oh. there. Hello? I'm sorry. I'm hey. Sorry. It's me. I'm here. We got you. Go oh, ahead. Hey, everybody. You know, I, I hate to be this person. I'm in a, and I know your audience gets sick of me, but, you know, I just have to be that person. Um, the, uh, the caller, the last caller, this, uh, and also as a, in general, this is make America great again thing. This, this looking back to the past as it being, you know, this golden era, who is it golden for is what I'm wondering. Well, the funny thing is the guy who is calling is not a make America great again guy, although he is one who is hearkening back to the past. He would probably describe himself as a, a progressive. 
but just okay. that you know just goes to show progressives are not immune from you know the sort of conservative it's love common to feel that way it's a it's a very common feeling that somehow things were you know better in the past and and the 50s are when everybody wants to look back to it seems but you know i'm going to tell you um and i'm thinking it play what it has to do with is for me, when I look back on my uh, my past growing up, you know, it was of course it was really nice because I had no responsibilities and I had no social so excuse me social issues. So of course, yeah, it was like it was really nice, but I, I had no clue hardly what my parents were dealing with, what my grandparents were dealing with, what the neighbors were dealing with, because it just didn't affect my world as a child. You know, you mean so as like, a black person, right? Of course, as yeah. a black, I'm always looking through that lens. Yeah. Of course. So you know, of course, yeah, I can look back and say, yeah. Yeah, it was probably nice back then for me, but that's for any any person. Well, mostly anybody growing up because the past is like, yeah, it was really nice, you know, it was carefree. But honestly, was it? Well, let me ask you this. Um, so I've read some. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I cannot cite uh, my sources at this moment, but I read something that indicated that uh, blacks' satisfaction in the mid to late '80s was higher than it is now with sort of their government, the way they're treated, those sorts of things. What do you think about, uh, you know, the, the, I believe that to be a true statement because I read it, um, you know, I believe that, you know, whatever they collected this data. Um, what do you think about that data? You mean doing Reaganomics? Blacks were, were doing better. I guess, yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And I was, uh, I was, uh, well, I graduated in 85, so I was, I was a young person. And, and um, I can tell you, I don't think we were doing uh all that much better than we're doing right now. Well, the, I think the satisfaction with the government, as opposed to how yeah, I mean. well you were doing financially, um, necessarily. But I will say that if people see hope financially, that they're usually pretty happy. They don't need to be rich; they just need to see progress. Right, hmm. right, right. And I, you know, and I was I was good off than most of my friends because I had I've always had two parents in my household, and of course, black families. Not mostly, but you know, in general, people tend to think that black families are broken. And of course, I had black friends who had broken homes. Mine were, my family, I've always had my mother and father. Mm, so I, and I was an only child as well. So, you know, I guess I was doing better than most. But I could see, you know, it wasn't, I mean, it was, it was, it was never easy in my community, ever, I don't think. So you I don't, don't think buy it's easy this. anywhere. <laughs> so, so you're like me then, Hung, that you don't buy this sort of rose-colored glasses of the past, yeah. the idea that everything was so great back in the past, think, all uh, our politicians were honest, and the media was honest mm-hmm. too. No, I think looking back has a, has a way of uh, clouding our vision, I think. Because, you know, you want to remember the good things. Because when I look sure. back, at, I hated school, you know, and I can remember the good things, like, in high school. I, well, I went to school high every day, and that was really good for me. <laughs> But you know, I um, you look back, you tend to filter out the bad stuff, and and I guess that's what most people do. I I, I don't know, but I don't see it as a particularly a, a golden era at all for black people, especially. Good perspective, hung. Anything else you want to share tonight? You know, I had something, but I cannot remember it right now, but I'll call back later sometime. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call tonight. Hung Like Jesus there from Georgia. Our toll-free number, if you want to join us, is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We go to, uh, what's the frequency, Kenneth? He is in, I believe, Colorado, also on Skype. Go ahead. Hey, um, yesterday, I think it was, maybe it was the day before, I was listening on the podcast, the question was about Colorado pot prices. Yeah, Mark was wondering. That's about a that. real, that's a real quandary. 
what's really going on, and some of us predicted this was going to happen beforehand, is that with all the taxes and all the regulations and all the licensing, it's not really as good a deal as it should. But there is also the problem that if you're growing at home the way the rules are, you can't grow it outside. you got to grow it in a locked space. Really? You can't grow it outside? It's just a plant. Nope. Okay. Can't even grow it in a greenhouse, from what I was told. All right. So uh, even if it's a locked greenhouse. So basically, they've got it to where you got to have an expensive light in a basement. Right. And you got to have the air conditioning and all that crap. And it's almost not worth it to grow it anymore. Mm. So they can make it more expensive than it needs to be and make it not worth growing at the same time. But yet we did find some numbers showing that the prices have gone down. Oh, they've gone down. I mean, when, let's see, how can I put this? Around 2010, when we had medical, a pound went for about $3,000. Yeah. This is good stuff. Right. Now I'd say probably goes for 1000 to 1500 That's a huge price drop. It's a huge price drop. And so, unfortunately, though, they throw in their taxes, they throw in all the licensing, and you wouldn't believe the licensing. Mm. I mean, it's tens of thousands of dollars just to get in. Plus, they've got all the regulations for how the grow areas have to be. Not the personal grow areas, but the commercial grow areas. And it all adds up. So what you're saying is, even though they're spending $1,500 on a pound... The taxes and all that cost. There's more that gets added in at the retail level from the you know the regulatory scheme and the taxes that that jack the price up much higher than it should be. Sure, and that fifteen hundred dollars represents really efficient growing. We're coming up here okay. in moments. This is free. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and join us here. Our number is 855-450-FREE. We've uh, talked about quite a bit tonight uh, all over the map because we've been loaded up with calls. Uh, Unusual for a Tuesday night here on Free Talk Live, but I'll take it. Yeah, it's always fun. Uh, to hear from you about whatever's on your mind with you tonight, Ian here. And Johnson. And Mark. Uh, So you can bring up anything that you want. We were talking with uh, What's the Frequency Kenneth in Colorado about the price of weed, and he's still with us here. I actually got an email from a weed grower, a cannabis grower in Maine, and he links over to a detailed blog about the price of cannabis in Colorado. And he says that in Maine, it's pretty similar for medical marijuana. Now, by the way, Maine was one of the four states that just passed a ballot measure to legalize cannabis. Recreational, right? Recreationally. So they haven't opened up any storefronts yet. That's coming. They're going to write regulations and stuff. Uh, don't know when exactly that's going to happen. Probably within the next year or two. Whenever they feel like it. Maine, uh, he says it's about 260 to $280 an ounce from the medical dispensaries. You can get $200 zips from caregivers. Zip is a uh, slang term for an ounce. Is and, that so? Okay. Yeah. Some caregivers have they a... They used to call it a lid... Uh, Some caregivers have a set price per gram. Strain doesn't matter. He says that uh, 
there are discounts for buying more than one gram of the same product and then gives me a, a pricing spreadsheet that actually shows for the week ending in February seven uh, February 17th, 2017, showing everything from California, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, Nevada, several states sort of down uh, a chart what the pricing differences are per pound. It looks like in California and Colorado, the price per pound is the lowest at the very least Sort of in general, you can get a pound of outdoor for just above a thousand dollars in California uh, for medical. Colorado, it's uh, indoor weed is cheaper there than it is in California, just over about maybe maybe eleven hundred dollars. California, it's under two grand for the same kind of weed there. So some kind of interesting uh, details. And he says they don't get a lot of data from the Northeast regarding cannabis benchmarks. He says, I don't have much of a problem getting $2,500 a pound in Maine as an average, and that breaks down to about 156 bucks an ounce. There are guys that are buying that pound that are selling it out at $100 per quarter, as that's the minimum for a lot of delivery services. So uh, so right now in Maine, it's you know not that much cheaper than it was in the black market, but it is still cheaper. And again, they just got recreational uh, legalized, so you're likely going to see those main prices come down quite a bit. Also, quality is higher than it is uh, on the black in the market. black market, right. right? More choices and safer. You're not getting a you know PCP laced weed or well, something. It probably almost never happens, but yeah, it, there's like, more choices uh, in, in high state. school. It yeah. happened to us. Did it really? <laughs> yeah, the um, you know there was somebody was. Somebody I knew was babysitting and grabbed some uh, weed that they got from the babysitter. Uh, the people that were the you know the the adults uh, that they were for whom they were babysitting, and didn't know necessarily the origins of it. And it was uh, it was very strange that stuff. So, uh, any other comments, uh, Kenneth? Wanted to make sure you had a chance. Well, yeah. With regard to the price calculus, in my opinion, they found the sweet spot for regulatory hell, which probably isn't a surprise, they have managed, I think it would be, I think it would cost a quarter of what it costs if they got rid of the product-specific regulations and licensing and all that garbage. Yeah, that's probably true. And they treated it just like cilantro or something. Yeah. And on the, on the flip side, because they've set the rules so strangely for growing for yourself, I can't do a sea of green or something like that because I'd have too many plants. You'd violate. So the I've got to like, yeah, I got to grow three plants at a time. Right. And I got to put them under a big old light. And that's going to, if you can only, outside. yeah, if you can only grow three plants at a time, that's going to restrict the amount that you can you can produce. Now, do you have to get time a license? to overgrow the state? Do you have to get a license to do more <laughs> than three plants? Is that is that three three plants just for your typical home grow? There's three plants unregulated. Mm-hmm. Uh, three flowering plants unregulated in the home and you can keep what you grow. But you know what? Ideally you would do if you had any common sense and you didn't have any regulations, you'd grow a few plants in your backyard once every couple of years and you'd, you'd put it in the fridge and you wouldn't worry about it in the interim. And it'd cost you like nothing. So that would totally change things. Thank you for the call tonight, Kenneth. I appreciate hearing sure. from you. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. I, th- I mean, don't we all, as liberty-minded folks, wish that we could have a legal status for cannabis that did not involve a bunch of regulatory burdens? 
Unfortunately, that's not the world we live in right now. Um, whether it will ever be that world, I sure hope we can get to that someday. It was one of the things that I suggested today to the state house is there were a, um, a number of cannabis bills being heard. One of them was a decriminalization bill that, by the way, passed the state house by uh, 89.8% of the House of Representatives voted for this. Is that a full recreational? No, decriminalization. De- de- okay. And it's a, it's a weak decriminalization bill, but it's something. And so I told them today, this was the Senate that was hearing this, because again, the House passed its announcement in front of the Senate. And I said to them, you know, look, this is confusing. Actually, the police chief, one of the police chiefs association guys got up and said this bill is confusing. I said, well, this is the first time I've actually agreed with the, uh, the police chief, because he's always there talking against decrim. And I said, yeah, this is a confusing bill. Why don't you just keep it simple and just strike marijuana or cannabis from the laws? Just get rid of the prohibition on marijuana. That sure would be a lot simpler than, okay, well, if you get caught with marijuana, then it's $100 for the first offense, and it's a violation. And then if you get caught again, the price goes up, and then it goes up again after that. And you know, so they got all these, you know, this ridiculous system that they're trying to sort of keep in place. And of course, the police are the main group that's pushing to keep the system as in place as possible they want to keep arresting they want to keep you know getting well, those they were numbers. just talking about the funding that the the police department's getting they they call their they they've got a code name code name granite hammer right and millions of dollars and and that's chump change in most states but mm-hmm. in new hampshire it's uh it might be real money um millions of dollars are getting thrown at uh you know trying to to round up drug dealers they're rounding them up but it turns out their quote-unquote dealers are basically small-time possessors um, a, a good portion of the time. So, eh, you know, I mean, yeah, this is what keeps them in business. Right. They're a organization of people that locks folks up for drugs. And, and, and the people of New Hampshire are tired of it. They need to talk to the it. Colorado cops and see what that's like for them. Because, yeah. you know, money's going all over the place in Colorado. They've just got money coming out their, their ears. Oh, the revenue's been tremendous from yeah. the taxes there. And uh, but yeah, I mean, ideally, I'm not advocating for taxes on marijuana, no. but I suspect that's what the way it's going to go. Yeah, you pretty much have to in order to get this stuff to go through, because that's what that's what speaks to these politicians is they want to have revenue for their precious state. And until we can actually have a you know libertarian renaissance in this country or in one state like we're trying to do here in in New Hampshire, until we can change the way that people think about you know whether they need government in their lives or not, they're going to keep. Going in this direction, and uh, you know, I, I hope that we can slow it down. I hope that we can have some form of decriminalization or legalization here in New Hampshire that you know doesn't have all the the difficulty and the regulatory burden that these other states have done. Now, to some extent, they can actually learn from the mistakes of the other states. You know, try to tweak their system in a way that's more effective or more efficient. But they're still going to have pages and pages and pages of regulations. They're going to have rules about the dispensaries, labeling the products. They're likely going to cut and paste. You know, copy and paste from the other states. Yep. All their you know their book uh, boilerplate uh, mm-hmm. as they call it. For these uh, these rules, and that's it's it's just the way it is. Uh, I wish we could do something to stop it, but we need thousands more libertarians to move here. I mean, that's just a fact. We need more people who care about freedom to go and start planning a move to New Hampshire because the concentration of activism that we have here is really the key to achieving liberty in our lifetime. It's not a pie in the sky plan anymore. It's real. We've got libertarians who are getting elected here as Republicans and Democrats. 
they have the ability in a lot of cases to swing a vote one way or the other. Yep. You know, there's nearly two dozen principled, liberty-minded people in the state house here in New Hampshire. And dozens more who would be called, you know, sort of big tent libertarians. Yeah, who would be, you know, okay on most issues. Sure. And uh, New Hampshire is a real special place. And it'll get better as we get more people who care about freedom. So what I'd recommend if you're interested, if you're a libertarian, if you're a voluntarist, if you're a liberty-loving anarchist, go and watch The 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire. It's a great hour-long documentary. You can see it for free over at 101reasonsfilm.com. And it'll give you some really killer reasons why New Hampshire is already the best place for freedom and why it's going to be even better when more freedom people like you move here. So check it out, 101reasonsfilm.com. we got more of your calls and thoughts coming up, plus the smug style in American liberalism. Maybe not. Johnson's saying we don't have time for it at this point. Well, we've got other stuff to talk about as well. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist libertarian community, and it's it's only getting bigger. That's amazing to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com. 101reasonsfilm.com. Free Talk Live. And it is Free Talk Live. Hour number three here. You can take control of the airwaves. We've been pretty loaded up with calls. We still have room for you if you want to join us. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And you can Skype in at Skype username lrn.fm. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Johnson. And Mark. All right. uh, We're going right back to your calls and thoughts here. We're going all the way over to China, where Ian is on the line via Skype. Go ahead, Ian. Hello, Ian Johnson, Mark. Hey. About this kind of thing. About uh, what, what thing? Saying, I'm sorry, you, you cut out there. I'm sorry. About if the... they legalize marijuana, ah. the taxes and regulation will keep it expensive. That's what's happening, yeah. It's still it's, it's, like six... it's cheaper than it was, so it has come down in, in price, but it's it's much more high it's much more high price than it needs to be. Well, I can't tell you what it goes for in China. Because nobody talks about it. Hmm. Do they smoke it? Well, if you're caught here, depending upon what your blood type is, and if they need your organs, you can be killed. By the way, uh, just uh, wow. just a sound check for you. Normally you sound really crisp and clean, but it uh, sounds like you're kind of blowing into a microphone and it's, it's kind of popping uh, out. I'm using my tablet. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, We're going to let you go. Thank you for the call tonight. Uh, but yeah, death penalty in China? I didn't know that. Hmm. Uh, let's continue here with your calls and thoughts. You can bring up whatever you want as we go to Libertarian Banker, uh, calling from somewhere in the USA, listening to LRN.FM. Hello, Libertarian Banker. Hey, guys. Uh, good evening. Um, hey, uh, 
wanted to chime in real quick about the uh, why marijuana might be more expensive in Colorado or, or not as cheap as you would think, I guess. Um, it's the the uh, banking industry out there, too. Um, oh, yeah, so that's a lot right. Of, so a lot of these uh, businesses can't get bank accounts. Correct. Um, and because of that, uh, you know, they deal a lot in cash. And cash is very time-consuming. And it's very expensive to move it around. Right, you got to hire Brinks to come and, you know, take the cash, but that presumes they have a place oh, to take no, it. Yeah, no, Brinks won't even touch legal marijuana business. Really? I seriously doubt Brinks is out there picking up their cash. Huh. Uh, I, I've, I have heard of other businesses that have popped up. I, I haven't researched that, but I would seriously... Sounds uh, like it's time to go buy an armored truck off of eBay and start a, uh, <laughs> a cash-moving business in Den- Denver, Colorado. Well, that's the thing. You've got to have a place to move the cash to. I mean, normally a Brinks truck is going to be going to a bank, right, with your with your cash delivery. It's time to start a warehouse uh, bank. Well, that's illegal. The, exactly. federal government, the federal government will come in you and shut that down. You can hold cash. Um, uh, when we had Wayne uh, on the show years ago, he told us that the warehouse bank that he knew about got shut down by the feds. Now, maybe that wasn't a true story, but I believed him when, when he talked about it. I'd be very interested in why you couldn't open up what essentially are lockboxes. I don't know. Uh, that's just what he said, Mark. I've never, actually, re- I've never actually researched it. So, um, But yeah, you're right. Well, there I, was- I, would, I would imagine anybody that is uh, helping you know, a marijuana business hide their cash would be guilty of federal anti-money laundering violations. So, Ooh, you, know, I, I, you know, anybody entering that business, uh, you know, even if they have lockboxes or if they're picking up cash, they're all probably subject to those uh, requirements. And, you know, the, the Patriot Act, it's, it, it's in so many different facets of the financial world. I mean, you know, even if, if even if you could manage to get a bank account by maybe lying to the bank about what you do, nobody's going to give you credit card processing. Right. And as soon as they start seeing, uh, you know, checks come in or maybe you deposit some cash that smells like pot, because that happens at banks. People walk in with, with cash that smells like pot, maybe it's been sitting in their safe or something, but... You know, I'm sure, you know, the bank would find out at that point. So it's very difficult for these businesses to do uh, any anything out there. Um, so, you know, I'm hopeful yeah. that Bitcoin couldn't help out with that. And I was reading right. an article, actually, maybe a couple months ago that said that Bitcoin use was actually on the rise out there. Uh, and a lot of those uh, businesses were starting to accept them. Yep, so. Bitcoin would be perfect for them. There was Absolutely. a really interesting I mean, bank or a bank story, and I don't remember... Uh, what website it was, but uh, maybe it was Business Insider. But anyway, there was a really detailed story that one of those business sites uh, published looking into exactly how hard it was to get a bank account as a cannabis business. And yeah, it's really hard to find a banking uh, institution or credit union that's willing to do it. They did find that there were you know, a very, very small number of them that have been willing to take the risk. And really the reason why they're not, they're not doing it is because they're afraid of the federal government. It's not because they're necessarily personally against marijuana. Uh, there's probably plenty of marijuana smokers on, you know, that work at banks uh, because they're everywhere. But ultimately, they're afraid to death of the federal government coming in and like raiding them over doing business with them because there's this level of uncertainty when it comes to the federal government and how they're going to handle uh, the existence of these marijuana businesses. And so some of the banks are so overcautious that they are actually denying accounts to people who have nothing to do with the sales of marijuana. There was a the beginning of the story was all about a guy who made instructional videos 
about marijuana. So he didn't grow marijuana. He just wasn't selling guy. marijuana. He was just a video producer. And they told him, oh, marijuana-related business, sorry, we can't be uh, having your account here. So, see ya. Yeah, I, I've, seen, uh, I've seen banks shut down bank accounts for people that just cash checks for the general public. Wow. That, that don't get the proper licenses from you know the the FinCEN and the other networks that you know monitor that stuff. So yeah, but I, mean, I remember we worked at uh, you know the the store I worked at in the eighties. Um, sometimes would take the comic book shop. Yeah, the, and magazine store. Yep, and okay. it, it would sometimes take th- third party checks um, if you knew the person and that sort of thing. Um, but now you can't. It it, it just doesn't happen. No, especially with a third-party check. I mean, my my goodness, but, you know how how risky is that to take one of those? But but either either way, even if a business you know has the funds in their account to cover the checks that they're cashing, if they're not registered with the proper agencies, and you know, and the and the bank finds out, then they'll shut their accounts down and tell them to hit the road. I mean, it, it's crazy. Libertarian banker, yeah, thanks. Thanks for the call Thank tonight, you. man. I, I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, the toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. Yeah, this is definitely a, an area that these marijuana businesses have serious problems with, and I agree with him. Bitcoin could be a real solution for these folks. You'd think somebody would have introduced the idea up to this point, and uh, apparently that's not really working out. But it's even hard to get a bank account if the bank knows you're doing business with Bitcoin. So, you know, at some point... The cash has to get converted into Bitcoin, and uh, it's that point at which the government tends to get, you know, they get uh, made aware that something's going on, and you know they don't like a bunch of cash moving in and out of a bank account. There's things like cash transaction reports that get filed with over ten thousand dollars in cash. If you're trying to avoid that, which you shouldn't do, uh, then they will uh, file a suspicious activity report on on you, and those are taken even more seriously by the feds. Now, it's my understanding that some businesses, you know, they're dealing in cash all the time. Um, Surely there's some kind of exemption for those businesses, right? Uh, you mean like uh, like what, candy machines or something? Like what are you thinking of as far as cash um, business? I mean, I, I know that there are businesses that people are more likely to do a lot of business in cash. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you precisely what they are. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, there we've, we've had stories, just pizza restaurants, that sort of thing. Right. So, yeah, I, know- I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 certainly they're going to get tipped off if you've got like ACH transactions coming from Coinbase or, you know, some other Bitcoin exchange and they know to look for those things and they say, oh, count review. Looks like you've got all this money coming in and out. You're going to Bitcoin. Well, we don't feel comfortable with that. So we're cutting you off. And th- that happens. Uh, so finding financial institutions that are more friendly to these sorts of things is a real challenge. And I think that's where maybe credit unions can come into play. That was one of the solutions that was mentioned in this article about the the cannabis businesses, uh, that they were that they had found a credit union where they were able to kind of persuade the board, like, hey, look, we're willing to pay extra fees for the extra risk that you might be taking on, but we need a place to put some of this money. We can't just you keep to stacking write a check. Yeah. If you can't write a check, you can't run a business. And you can't just keep stacking cash up. At some point, you're going to run out of space in, the, in your safe <laughs> in the store. And the last thing you need is some somebody with a gun to come in and, you know, crack the safe open or whatever. And, yeah, I mean, security is a huge issue with these uh, cannabis businesses. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. You can join us here, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. 
live dial toll free bring up anything you want our number is 855-450 free that's 855-450-3733 johnson has been posting uh memes all night now uh from the uh, well some of them from the movie airplane in relation to what happened yesterday or whenever it was two days ago uh on the united airlines flight and man i mean everybody is talking about this uh, even at the uh the hearings i was at today in concord at the state house there was one of the uh there was like five senators that was on the panel that we were uh, testifying to and one of them wasn't there because he was stuck in chicago and of course the joke started coming out uh in you know in the senate panel i mean it's really it's really <laughs> skeezy what they did when you think about it i mean i know they offered him uh, united did yeah, yeah yeah they offered the option to say you know and this, this is common practice to say you know, we're going to bump you from the flight. They didn't. They didn't offer it as an option. They're like, they're, we'll pay you, but we're going to bump you from the flight. Well, no, they asked for volunteers first to take a hundred dollar right. voucher or thousand right. dollars. Sorry. Yeah. But then, you know, that wasn't. I guess they didn't get volunteers. They got so, none. Yeah. Right. So they were going to bump people off the flight. This doctor uh, who said he needed to see patients. They That's right. Decided to bump this guy, and he said, "No, I'm. You know, I, I'm not a volunteer. I'm not volunteering for this. I'm not getting off." And so they dragged him off the plane so that they could put their own. Staff, yeah, on the plane. It's crazy. they overbooked their flights. It's a skeezy practice. Well, they said they They're didn't skeezy. overbook. They said that they didn't overbook the flights. Uh, well, then why are they bumping people? Well, because they wanted to put their staff on, which right. is a terrible thing to right. do. Like, well, that, what they probably said to themselves is this: uh, you know, the seat is worth. I don't know, $800, $400 or whatever, yeah. getting these four people on is a whole nother airplane full of people worth $300,000 or whatever. We need to get these people on. What they didn't, what they really, really, really failed to understand is, is yes, this is their plane. Yes, this is in their terms of service. Yes, this guy could, uh, you know, sh- from a property rights standpoint, he was in the wrong. He should have gotten up and left, but he didn't want to. And he won, right? Like he turned mm. an eight hundred dollar voucher into an eight million dollar lawsuit, and mm. it's has uh, a suit been filed already? No, I probably not. But I'm it just saying that. Likely. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, this is going to happen. Uh, United looks like it's a catastrophe if they just kept upping upping the amount because three people took the eight hundred dollar travel no, voucher. Yep, that's my understanding of the story no, as it's come out. That's not what we, unless there's been news today about yes, that. Yes, this is news today, buddy. The news continues to come in on okay. stories. It's my understanding that three people took the voucher and one did not. Hmm. And, um, you know, for whatever reason, he didn't want to do it. They probably should have just offered him, uh, offered. Because they said a dude got more. off the plane when they told him to get off. I'm sure they gave him the voucher anyway, but the the way it was reported yesterday was the, the doctor wasn't the first person. Okay, uh, to, so three people just got off and took the voucher? Well, they were, were told, selected. you got to get off, right. and they well, got off. Right now, China, the whole country seems to believe that uh, the guy was drug off because he was uh, looked Chinese or something. That's what he thought. His, yeah. his name's Munoz, though. Um, so no, that is, no, you're, uh, you're, you're mistaking. Munoz is the CEO of United Airlines. Oh, okay. Uh, this guy's name is a three-letter name that starts with a D. Okay. I'm sorry, I don't recall off, offhand uh, what it is. All right. Well, um, all I'm saying is they should have continued to offer bigger, yes. bigger, big, big, bigger vouchers. Yeah, they definitely should have. But now we have all kinds of fun memes that uh, I, I, we got to share some of these on the the Free Talk Live Facebook page too. I know you're you're putting them on your personal profile, Johnson, but we just got to throw some of those up there because they're they're fun. Uh, and of course, from Air Airplane, one of the the, the most classic airline related I mean, movies i could read some of the twitter ones and i think some of those are pretty funny I mean, sure go for it the, uh, take a break and do the, that the the twitter ones were uh that were good as they do they were doing um 
I think slogans. Oh, wait, is this the... slogans for United, right? Yeah, slogans for United. Um, oh, is this the? I might be on the wrong article. Well, you you can find them. Yeah, Pull I'll them up here in, in a yeah. in a moment. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. Parker is on the line in Washington State. You're on Free Talk Live on via Skype. Go ahead, Parker. Hey, Ian, Mark, uh, Johnson. Yes, sir. You guys uh, are talking about the exact thing that I want to talk about, which is this whole uh, United catastrophe. Okay. Um, I'm with you guys. Uh, I mean, I'm of the opinion that good ideas don't require force. And while it is the – while the property or the the plane is the property of United Airlines – Yep. The customer did essentially buy that seat. and They've rented because, it, correct? Well, yeah, they, they rented that seat. So if United is going to, uh, to essentially renege on that um, agreement, then they have to compensate the passenger handsomely. Which, mm-hmm. which goes along with what you were saying, Mark, about... Right. about um, so I... I can't help but feel as though United is entirely in the wrong. Yeah, I I tend to feel the same way. Yeah, this is about it. okay. So business is largely in uh, in large part about creating and fulfilling expectations. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, to satisfy your customers. Right. And well, yeah. I mean, customers suck. Okay, you know, like they're, they're awful. They're Sometimes, awful. They're yeah. they're confu- they're confu- they're dumb. They're confused. They're, oh, they them, they but, have yeah. really terrible. Well, the ones you're going to deal with, buddy. The ones that are going to be, be problematic. Right. Yeah, the, that's suck. why you have customer service right. to deal with people who are you know crappy customers. That's right. Um, they failed at customer service. Here. But what you have to do as a business is you have to you have to set the expectation and then fulfill the expectation, good or bad, frankly. Um, and what they failed to do here was to set an expectation, because when you buy an airplane ticket, you, you, you have the feeling that you're going to get a seat, and that if you give up your seat, you're going to get something that's worth it uh, for you to give up your seat, some just compensation. Now, the right. airline felt felt like 800 bucks was fair. Apparently, an p- airplane full of people did not. I saw it reported as 1000 today. But regardless, it I, didn't. I, I get, has, okay, I saw it as eight hundred, yeah, but all right, yeah. um, and it wasn't enough either way. Yeah, either way, I, it seems strange. You're just going from Louisville to where? Uh, it was Chicago to Louisville? Chicago to Louisville. It's not even far. I mean, yeah, for a thousand dollars, I go rent a car. Yeah, but it's a voucher. You can't rent a car with a voucher. Bet they wish they'd offer a thousand bucks in cash right now. Mm-hmm. But here's here's another thing that that parallels with this is that um, you're treated as a criminal. Before you get to the airport or, or when you're buying your ticket, you're treated as a criminal when you're going through TSA, and now you're being treated as a criminal even when you're on the plane. It, we've gotten to this point as a society where, where, where you're seen as a criminal no matter what you do. Yeah, or at the very least a suspect, and uh, that's well, a, he looked like a criminal getting drugged down the aisle in a bloody face. No, to me the criminals were the man, uh, the the men that were dragging him down the aisle. That's well, who yeah. looked like the criminal, and I don't think that the uh, the people that were watching were fooled either. They they were pretty angry at those police. They treated him like yeah. they would treat yeah. a criminal. Yeah, that's true. Parker, any other comments? Go ahead. I don't know. It just seems as though because I I was uh, watching this thing yesterday by um, Truthstream, which is uh, done by Aaron Dykes, which I'm not sure if he's still affiliated with Infowars or if he left Infowars. Either way, he's he's more credible in my in my opinion than Alex Jones. But essentially, 
it just seems as though society is deteriorating. We're getting, we're, we're, we're becoming more and more accustomed to, uh, to being treated like slaves or like cattle or, or something. And yep. it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, yes, I think that's an, to some extent an astute observation and the state definitely wants that. They want people to be used to this kind of treatment. Thank you, Parker, for your call tonight. Uh, and they started in the government indoctrination centers, the government schools. That's where it all begins. Uh, obedience training. 855 450 free. Step out of line, and we've seen what happens from uh, the videos from those schools. It's Free Talk Live. We'd like to invite you to visit freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk live. You can dial toll free. Bring up anything you want. Our number here is eight fifty five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And if you want to save big time at Amazon, here's how you do it. You go to saveatpurse.com. That's save a t purse save at purse dot com. You can save easily twenty percent on pretty much anything you want to buy through Amazon. I do it all the time. Every time I want to get something from Amazon, I go to saveatpurse.com. And say big time. Sounds too good to be true. Most of the time when things sound too good to be true, yeah, you want to look out. Be careful. But in this case, this is for real. And it works. And I've been using it for two more than two years uh, at this point. Every Literally, every time I go to Amazon, I go to saveatpurse.com to save big time. Saveatpurse.com. As we continue here, you can take control of the airwaves. Uh, with you tonight, it's Ian and Johnson and Mark Johnson. You did dig up some of the uh, United Twitters. That uh, is there a certain hashtag that people have been using? Hashtag New United Airlines model mottos. Wow, that's a long one. All right, hashtag New United Airlines mottos. Give us a few of them. Okay, <laughs> these are these are good. Um, United Airlines. Oh, it's so like it's like if there's a motto on an ad or something like that. United Airlines introduces nosebleed seats. <laughs> Hands-on customer service is who we are and what we do. <laughs> United, where we treat you like a king, Rodney King. Oh, <laughs> man. You can't beat our prices, but our customers are fair game. <laughs> our in-flight... Oh, yeah. United Airlines, our in-flight meal tonight is going to be a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> United Airlines, window, aisle, or wheelchair? Uh... United Airlines, we'll tell you where to get off. <laughs> United Airlines, making sure doctors get to the hospital. <laughs> United Airlines, you carry on, we carry off. Normal flights have cabin crews, we have bouncers. <laughs> Board as a doctor, leave as a patient. United Airlines, you can run, but you can't fly. <laughs> United Airlines, would you like a neck pillow or a neck brace? Um, <laughs> United stuff. Airlines, if you if we overbook, you'll catch a right hook. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, there's there's some there uh, now <laughs> United Airlines now surfing punch. <laughs> uh, United, oh, there was the last one. Uh, uh, 
United Airlines, if we can't seat you, we will beat you. Uh, Rhymes. United Airlines, we have red eye and black eye flights available. <laughs> United Airlines, do you want a window seat or a concussion? <laughs> United Airlines, you are now free to get dragged around the cabin. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, let's go uh, with some more calls. If you find some more you want to share, yeah, we'll sure, do that here sure, in a moment. Uh, let's go to Bad Slave. He's on the line via Skype. Go ahead, Bad Slave. Howdy. Hello. Ian, Mark, Johnson. It's good to uh, speak with all of you. What's on your mind? I, I um, Well, first of all, I wanted to bring up the uh, the gentleman that uh, you know claims things are worse than they were you know, back when or whatever. Sure. I, I think there's a whole lot of stuff that that's become part of the record, uh, you know, for instance, what really happened with the Federal Reserve System, what really happened that started World War I, uh, yeah. even even the uh, subterfuge around uh, this strike on uh, 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 Pearl Harbor, uh, you know, all these presidents, FDR, Wilson, even going back to, uh, you know, I think that the... the uh, uh, Abe Lincoln was was tyranny. I mean, sure. he was he killed six hundred thousand Americans. I mean, I can imagine a much easier way of ending slavery, which was something he didn't even want to do. So, I mean, it was it, these things are so kind of crazy uh, that that they that the you know older folk like usually probably like my age because I'm I'm sixty five and. Uh, uh, I don't know how old this other gentleman, David, was, uh, but uh, he's actually, uh, you know, just got his head in uh, in in some phantasmical past yeah. that doesn't exist. And and uh, you know, and then now uh, some of us are actually bothering to do some historical research and finding out uh, what the record is. And uh, I I just um, uh, you know, oh, the the other thing that's really critical is that uh, same around the same time as um, World War one they uh, you know the banksters bought the press they bought the press I mean I've brought this up before but it's it's a matter of record it's actually listed in the congressional record when you, when that, you say they bought the press what do you, what do you mean well what they did was they they made some arrangement that allowed them to affect uh, the uh, the major media outlets of the day, which was you know this was the teens of the last century, sounds like uh, newspapers to me. Right. So so it, you know they selected they carefully selected uh, I don't know twenty uh, prominent newspapers and 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 bought bought their stories bought uh, you know from the uh, you know the the owners uh, right. they. They just paid paid them off and said, "Well, you're not going to do this story, or, or you're going to do it this way, or whatever." I don't know exactly what the controls were. Well, but sure, it, and I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, if the biggest advertiser at the newspaper is like, "I don't really like the way you reported on uh, that particular story, and I'd like to see things change around here," or I'm going to walk out and go across the street, or you know, not like it's never happened to Free Talk Live, right? Like, you know, sometimes you have to. Uh, hey, there's times it, it's very tempting to to do otherwise, but you just got to say, well, all the best. 
Well, right, because we have the ability to. Well, you know, we'd like to think that we're we're more principled, but we also have the ability to connect directly with our listeners through the Free Talk Live AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. So that helps us with a little, you know, uh, way to kind of keep the show rolling. If we had some sort of advertiser boycott, we could keep going. Uh, but if the advertisers pull out from a newspaper or something like that back in 1917 or 1913, they're going out of business, likely, at that yeah. point. So, you know, you can understand what their motivations were and, you know, why that was so successful. But I'm glad that you shared those, those you know, examples of how the, the past wasn't this, you know, rosy, wonderful time where there was no corrupt, very low corruption. And, you know, everybody's just, everything was wonderful. And the politicians were honest. And, you know, it's ridiculous, in my opinion. I, uh, I have one more thing that yeah. I want to say sure. uh, to Mark specifically. Okay, okay quick. You, you, you are in the, in the gun concerns brought up earlier, uh, you know, with this uh, Bloomberg uh, you know, group that's uh, going around trying to take take guns away from everyone. Yeah. Um, the, the the one source of information that I think is really really critical, and and I followed this guy. Um, uh, I think he's called uh, John Locke. His book is uh, you know more guns, less crime. Yep. Uh, and and he keeps updating it. He he's he's I, he's he's continually working these issues and and coming up with uh, data for uh, for and and one of the things that that's problematic in in coming up with statistics uh, is is the number of uh, people that are actually saved by the use of gun well yeah it's it's hard to figure that out because if somebody gets saved then they are likely not going to necessarily report. In a lot of cases, they're not going to report. If you pull a gun in a dark parking lot on somebody that's trying to rob you or your girlfriend or whatever, and the you know the would-be robber scurries away, nobody gets shot, and you know, you get in your car and you drive home, what are the odds that the people in that case are actually going to bother to call the police? You don't know who the hell it was. Why would you? You, you probably don't have. You don't want to talk to the police. You don't have a real description of the thug. Right. It's I a mean, good way to end up in jail anyway. You, you survived it. You move on. Hey, thanks for the call, Abel. I appreciate it. Uh, Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. So that's why there's this huge range we talked about earlier of anywhere from 50,000 to 4 million successful gun defenses every year. You don't know. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. Moments remain here. Enough time for you. If you dial in now, you can join us here, although the phone's been loaded up here tonight, and it's always fun when that happens. Uh, In fact, I don't think we got to a single piece of, of our show prep this evening. Which is kind of the way we like Free Talk Live. Toll free number supposed here. to be. Uh, toll free number here, 855-450-FREE. If you want to join us, also Skype username is lrn.fm. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Johnson. And Mark. we got more. Johnson uh, been, has been selecting from, is it more Twitter? Yeah. More Twitter. Finally, Twitter, really good for something. Oh, uh, Twitter's <laughs> always been good for this. <laughs> uh, so the uh, United Airlines disaster a couple of days ago has been all over the news people all over the place are talking about this and making fun of it because it's never too soon in my opinion uh to make a joke out of a tragedy so uh let's hear some more johnson if you're ready to go sure actually one thing that they also had re- that was really unfortunate that was not one of these is they just recently released a united airlines app 
that apparently really? has a new drag and drop feature. <laughs> they actually no, they they actually advertised it. Really That's, poor yeah. timing. Oh wow. Yeah. So okay. So new air, airlines. This is again from the hashtag New United Airlines mottos. Please turn off your cell phones. I don't want video evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Which nobody, almost nobody does that. United Airlines, please keep your carry-on stored securely under the seat in front of you and keep all obstructions out of the aisle. We need dragging room. <laughs> United Airlines. <laughs> United- I'll bet you there's some cheap flights coming up on United. Oh, yeah. I think so. Now they're going to have plenty of seats available. Yep. United Airlines, the ultimate fighter flight experience. <laughs> United Airlines. We'll give you something to cry about. (laughs) (laughs) United Airlines, new improved express checkout service. (laughs) United Airlines, we have first class, business class, and no class. Nice. United Airlines, just imagine how we treat your luggage. (laughs) United Airlines, the captain has turned on the no passenger sign. United Airlines, we put the hospital in hospitality. (laughs) And then this one's my favorite. Ladies and gentlemen, we have now reached bruising altitude. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Toll-free number tonight, 855-450-FREE. Once once again, what was that hashtag? (laughs) Hashtag New United Airlines mottos. All right. Back to your calls and thoughts where Sean's on the line in Virginia Beach. Watching us online over at freetalklive.com. Hey, Sean. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, Well, there's a little piece of government that you're missing in the story, and and that's that... uh, the airlines uh, lobbied to have legislation passed to cap the amount of money they're, uh, they they have to give a passenger for giving up their seat. It's like thirteen hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, there's a cap so you to add it. That huh? with the fact that really? if you uh, if you uh, refuse an order on a plane, they can physically remove you. So if they don't have to go beyond thirteen hundred fifty dollars, and you give them lip, they drag your butt off the plane. Wow. So they're prohibited from offering more than that? No, they're they're not required to. They don't have to. They only have to offer $1,350. They do it regularly. They go over regularly. These employees failed okay. uh, at their mm-hmm. job for the most part. But by law, they don't have to go over $1,350. I see. Well, there's a. I mean, they didn't go that high. They could have gone to uh, 1350 and they didn't. But, um, you know, maybe. You're right. Some... And that's what I'm saying where they, the employees they failed up. at their job. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't. And they're also, by law, supposed to, if you're. If you're um, Ejected from the plane, not voluntarily, they're required to give you some paperwork that lists all your rights and lets you make the rational decision, and they're supposed to avoid these type of situations. And apparently the employees failed to do that also. Hmm. The weirdest thing was, and I still haven't, I've still yet to see the video of the guy getting back on the plane. Has anyone seen that part I, of it? I saw part of it. I just saw a clip of it, the end of it. He just looked like he was out of it, running yeah. up and down the aisle. Running up and down the aisle. Very strange. Uh, yeah, see, I really wanted to see that part. Um, anyway, like the fact that he was taken into the airport, uh, into the, ha- you know, the, uh, why, why am I forgetting what the name of that the area is? Jetway? Well, not to Jetway, but after that. But anyway, the the place in the airport where, where he was. Uh, nope, we're all getting it wrong here. Whatever that area is with the uh, where the jetways the are. The claim area? Nope. Terminal. Uh, the terminal, thank terminal. you. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. He's back in the terminal. <laughs> Luckily, and, it wasn't terminal. <laughs> right. And, and and so, like, he's restrained by these cops, taken off the plane, and then they just left him there. I mean, that seems like, 
it's so unusual that the police would ju- would do that. Like they've got a suspect, they've got a guy they've just manhandled, and they just left him there to run back on the plane. It seems bizarre that they would do that, but I don't know. Maybe that's the uh, maybe that's the the policy. Maybe that I thought that was baffling too. Yeah. I figured they'd at least get him off the property. And and the dude had a bloody nose. I mean, how, how long? One of the questions I have is, how long was it before you know between the time when they dragged him off the plane and he came back on? I mean, presumably they were getting ready to leave. So in that video that I saw, him, he was still had blood on his face. Right, if I recall correctly. Did, the, they, what they do? Drag him out. Came back on the plane. What did they do? Drag him out? Throw him on the chairs outside in the terminal and just walk away? <laughs> I mean, the dude's got an injury. That's what it sounds like. That's what it seems like. I mean, these cops, it was definitely the cops that were the worst part of all of this, but uh, it's just just shocking all around. Uh, Sean, anything else you want to share? Go ahead. No, that's it, guys. I just wanted to, uh, in case you weren't aware, there's, yeah. a, there's a government tentacle involved. Of, of course. course. Thanks for the uh, shining light on that. That's I appreciate it. Another another good one just popped up that right. I have to share. <laughs> so it's United Airlines, we now offer Beatings with headphones. <laughs> Do you mean you offer Beats headphones? What are Beats headphones? United Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> Let's continue here. We've got uh, Sarah in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sarah. Yeah, I was told that the, the Russians knew about our fake lunar landing. Um, yeah, so they knew about it. And oh, so you're one of those, program. huh? I don't yeah, know who's uh, worse, they- the flat earthers or the fake moon landing people. Well, you know what? I, we have a, a legitimate reason is that you know, they had a far superior uh, uh, satellite system, and they were sending women to outer space. Who? Who's so they? The, it was a con job. Who? who? You know? Huh? Sarah, who was sending what? women to outer space in 1960, whatever well, the mean, heck it was? Right. I, I think they were playing it like kind of like a low. You like have to answer my question okay. before we can have a conversation. He's asking about the pronouns. When you say you they, said they were sending women into the, to outer space. Who are you talking about? The Russians, the United yeah, States. The Russians, they were sending women out into orbit, not out of, but you know where the satellites go. That's as far as that you could go. Uh huh. You know what? Our bodies are, can not go beyond that, or or, or we will actually. Explode. Were the Russians really uh, that progressive uh, back? When you know, way back when? I mean, I remember hearing that they shot some monkeys in uh, into low orbit, but. I didn't know they were using women. That's, I mean, I don't, I'm not intimately familiar with Russian space history. I'm surprised, Sarah, that you think your government lied to you about something as important as the the moon landings, and you trust them to do just about everything else. (laughs) That's funny. No, they're they're both the liars. You know, they kicked me around. You guys picked on me, and they dumped, like, I'm I'm ruining the whole country, and they dumped $50 billion on war. Okay, all the money's going on war, and you guys, and then everybody gangs up on me. Well, I got a $2 increase this year, a whole $2. More like, you know, I um, yeah, I don't think that, I, I don't think welfare by any stretch is the biggest problem that this uh, this country has. I'd say you're talking about something closer to $4 trillion spent on war since uh, 9-11, which is an incredible... Well, about. So this, is the, this is the biggest, um, the lunar hoax landing is the biggest fake news they had for 48 years, and I don't buy it because they lie to us about everything. You know, do you do you buy that? Well, in fact, you know, the only way to go up to space is is through the Russians, even today. Did you know that? 
The Russians? There's no other way to go onto into a satellite. You have to go through the Russians because they, they're the only ones that have a good enough system. Nope. No. Nope. I watched them launch a rocket not too long ago at uh, NASA. It is interesting to but try to discern. Uh, it is interesting to try to discern what it is that Sarah is saying that's true versus false. And it does appear that uh, the Soviet Union did indeed put the first woman into space, according to Wikipedia. Uh, she went up on the Vostok 6 in 1963. Well, um, as a person, Sarah, who lived near Cocoa Beach, I, I lived in uh, just just north of Cocoa for years, and I watched dozens of rockets go up. And I lived in uh, Florida before that. And There's also a bunch of private launch pads as well. Well, the, the, no, they, they just use the same ones uh, NASA's launches uh, launch pads. Are you sure? Yeah. Pretty sure. So that, right. You know something? The ones that I remember, they blew up a lot of planes uh, before they even launched. Wasn't there a bunch of astronauts that got blown up? They can't even launch it in America. See, that goes to tell you that they were they I were. I don't know what lying. you're talking about. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're out of time tonight, Sarah. Thank you for the call and three more calls. We couldn't get on. So, uh, you know, if you didn't get in tonight, that's okay. We'll be back tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com. First Russian woman in space. First woman in space was a Russian. Her name, Valentina Treshkova. All right, so we'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime. Got got time for one more, Johnson? Do you have one more? Sure. Quick, quick. Uh, yeah, you are now free to move out of the cabin. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. I've always wanted to change the world. So I moved to the Shire to join people who were actually working towards doing the same thing. The people here are awesome, loving and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.